oh my god, guys, Antonio Brown coming off suspension. He looks like he's going to come back to the league. Wow, this is, could have huge fantasy implications. He could go to the, he could go to the Eagles. The Eagles totally need him. He could even go to the oh my god. Imagine him with Aaron Rodgers on the. Pa- yes. Oh my god. What? 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 Um, the bu- He's going to the Buccaneers. He's going to go play with. He's going to go. He's going to go. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. This is your host, Noah Opsfeld. And as always with me is Michael Smith and Jared Williams. And uh, big news, we just got a few minutes ago uh, with Antonio Brown going to the Buccaneers. We'll get into that. But guys, despite the, despite the terrible news, how are you guys doing? How's fantasy treating you? Uh, terrible, actually. Finally, the injury bug is hitting my team. It's taking <laughs> all of my running backs. I have Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. They're all dispersing. I started Devonta Freeman in a league. Uh, it's not going well. I can echo the same sentiment, but for different reasons. The first 0-3 week across all leagues for me, Ooh. I'm at the bottom. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to turn that around. Well, I had a great fantasy week. Um, <laughs> I lost – in the two leagues where I'm just like sitting pretty in the playoffs, don't really need, I'm not really worried. I lost in those. And in the four leagues where there's some, you know, some contention to be had, I went four for four. So it was a very, I should have gone six for six. It was cr- crazy losses, but I'm very happy with the week. Uh, tough, tough news for Godwin and, and Evans, but uh, we're sitting pretty. So, I mean, let's just hop right into it. We got some big news this week. It's not. It was more of like a, a shifting around week, less of like a big waiver week. Kind of seemed like there was some stability in the NFL a little bit until maybe like today. <laughs> so right off the bat, let's start off with Antonio Brown. So it looks clear. We're not sure 100%, but it looks pretty clear. Antonio Brown's going to go to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are continuing their circus act. Just, just bringing everybody who's ever had a name, right? Yep. And uh, I mean, why not? But also, like, why, right? It's, so, It's purely because they're not going to have to pay him that much this year. It's going to be a one-year deal. Uh, they don't need him, but with the amount of injuries they have at receiver, where yeah. Mike Evans is always missing weeks, Chris Godwin's always missing weeks, why not just bring in possibly still the best receiver in the NFL? I know he hasn't crazy. played any, but he, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to come in and he's going to be in football shape within a week. And he's going to be competing as a top five receiver in the NFL already. Yeah, I think as long as the there's a, a safe environment for him to come in and, and they can kind of nurture him and get, not have what happened in Oakland, then I think, I mean, you know the talent's going to be there, like Jared said. So I think if you're the Bucks and you believe in yourself and the culture and, you know, Tom Brady and you have so many guys there that can show him what, you know, show him the way, then I think it's yeah. sort of a dunk because they always have injuries, like Jared said. And, I mean, he's been this year, he's been off of social media, and he's been working out twice a day. So, I mean, it looks like he has his head on screwed right. I'm interested to see how it ends and how it works out, but I guess there's, just go. There's two silver linings to the situation for me. First of all, is what Jared said, is that someone's always injured. So I don't, you know, I, there will be a few games where you have all three superstar receivers on the field at once. And unless, you know, you're playing the Falcons or I don't know who, just, you know, the Seahawks, it's going to be tough to pick and choose. But the good thing is these guys are all, you know, older, injury susceptible. You know, I don't want anyone in the NFL yeah. to get injured, but it should be, you know, only two playing at a time for, for at least some of the games. And the second thing is, honestly, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that maybe not, you know, football-wise, but culture-wise and personal-wise, like that's better for Antonio Brown right now. I mean, talk about stability. You got Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, I mean, Mike Evans – like a good defense, just like a stable place, not a lot of culture shifting to be had. I mean, Bruce Arians runs a tight ship, and Tom, I mean, Tom Brady obviously doesn't mess around. You know, going to the Seahawks, I think that he would have might have been detrimental to the team. They have such an you know such a tight, incredible culture there. So I think it's a good situation for everybody. It's just like, yeah, why do you need another guy? But why not? I guess is the is the pretty much the thesis. So we'll see. I mean. 
Yeah. Where do you see? Hopefully, you pick them up. Obviously, it should be rostered in every single league. Uh, where do you guys see him going forward? And where do you see Mike Evans and Chris Goblin's values going forward? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if he should be rostered in like a ten-man league. Like, I honestly, I, it's just there's not. I don't know how much volume is going to be able to go around. I mean, he's a great, he's a great athlete. He's going to take a few weeks to get into the system. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are are, are going to have the one two positions um, for the time being. So I'm not as high as everyone else is on him. Obviously, he was great in like one game with Tom Brady, but. I'm not so excited about it fantasy wise. Yeah, I, I obviously, if I had the chance, would have pounced on him just to wait and see because the potential could be there, and you could have a week where Evans is out or got both of them are out, and he's like, you know, just a stud. But I'm just really intrigued to see. I think it takes more away from Evans, and I think Godwin's still going to be safe underneath because I think when Godwin has played, Brady and Godwin have seemed to have great chemistry. I think for Godwin. Gronk's involvement has really been to his detriment because last week Gronk had plenty of targets and even scored and that's sort of the role they would have gotten to play underneath or over the middle of the field yeah. so I, I I mean they I mean for Tom Brady this is incredible I just it's hard to protect those receivers when's the last time assuming Antonio Brown comes back and is close to as good as he was in the past when's the last time we've seen a receiving court this good I mean Jeez. Maybe the Cowboys in two years, like the Cowboys this year. <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the um, NFL is changing so much where you can we you can kind of it's kind of becoming more of an NBA league. I feel like where you can kind of just say we want to win a championship. I don't really care what other people are doing. Why not? So let's move on. Uh, you know, news that kind of seems like whatever now. Tua. Uh, Tango Vilo at a start uh, in Miami. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick coming off a classic start to the season, a top like eight quarterback, just lighting it up with a team that is pretty much forgotten as a playoff contender. Actually, you know, three and three only losses to very good teams. And then they just say, you know what? Let's go for the future. Let's just throw this year away. Let's mm-hmm. put Tua in. So let's just talk about, I mean, the implications. Here's a quick quote from uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to just kind of uh, just give you a tear or two. My heart just hurt all day. It was heartbreaking for me. I've been a starter. I've been benched all kinds of different ways. But this one really but – this, but this one just really more than any of them. I just felt fully committed and invested and felt like it was my team. Damn. Yeah, that's rough. I feel like, I mean, who in the NFL do you have to just like a veteran respect more than him? But in terms of fantasy applications, I'm going to bring up a lot of target stuff this week. But one big implication I want to talk about is on the running back. Miles Gaskin has been this breakout, no name guy. That's really like a solid RB2 now, just an incredible floor. Mm -hmm. And if we take a look, dive into the target uh, station, I guess that's its name. 27 receptions on 29 targets this year. That's incredible efficiency. Um, obviously, running backs are expected to catch more, most of their targets. But how do you guys this, think will this affect uh, Miles Gaskin going forward as like a really solid RB2? I think for now, you have to consider him an RB2 still going forward. Uh, because Tua is such a dynamic player, you got to think that he's going to be able to move the ball down the field. To, not, maybe not the same exact way that Fitzmagic did, with all these dump offs, but the ball's still going to be moving. They have a lot of playmakers on that team and their defense is no joke. And I think the way Miles Gaskin plays, he he's efficient in the run and pass game. So if their offense is rolling, he's going to be still seeing a lot of targets, still getting a lot of goal line work. Jordan Howard's not even playing anymore. So he's not going to be vulturing any touchdowns on the goal line. They want to trade him. So, right. I, I still love Miles Gaskin. Uh, Matt Breida is now the full-time backup. Definitely a droppable player, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with Jared. I think Miles Gaston's even someone you can trade for. I mean, over the last four games, he's averaged 21 touches. They clearly want to get him the ball. And I don't necessarily think this is them throwing the towel in on this year. This is their guy. And you can see yeah. what impact rookie quarterbacks have had. I mean, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have been very good quarterbacks. And I think, you know, I don't think – the drop-off is that significant, and it may be early on, but by the end of the year, once they start clicking, they have enough weapons for Tua to be successful. So I, I honestly, I like Gaskin as much, even more now. 
Yeah. I like, I, I don't know if I would say even more. Um, I think, you know, you can give a little bump to Gesicki as the, you know, safety net for a rookie quarterback. The, the one the, the one guy I am really worried about is Preston Williams. We've seen this resurgence where he's actually become like rosterable and it's kind of startable in like a deep league flex. But I think that the volume's not going to be able to be kept up for the deep, the deep you know, ball guy. Uh, because, you know, that's the big concern with Tua is the deep ball, even though he had a lot of that, you know, highlights in college, you know, when you transfer to the NFL, it's not the same. Devon Parker, I'm, I'm worried about, but I think come playoff time, he should be about at the same uh, value that we've seen now. And, I mean, we've seen these rookie quarterbacks this year, uh, Burrow and uh, Herbert, just come in and just and just kind of look like a starter right away. So I'm, I'm not um, – I think it's going to take longer for that transition for Tua. He's left-handed. Uh, this offense is very used to Ryan Fitzpatrick and is kind of, you know, doing really well. So I think it's going to take a little longer for everything to get into adjustment, but that's going to be a time to buy low if Gaskin or if Parker, you know, is having a few down games. Okay. Love it. Oh, and in, now, in terms of Tua, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's a must add in a 10 team league, yeah. a 12 team league. If you don't have a QB, this is a guy that he can use his feet. So maybe there's something there. I'm not – I wasn't really jumping the gun to get him, especially on bye this week, but – I think 14 man is – 14 man, there. probably must add. Yeah. Uh, huge news that not really huge anymore. It kind of just seems like, you know, a few <laughs> months <one>. ago. <laughs> let, let, you know, these, like, all-time Steelers players, I guess, go into <laughs> powerhouses. Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs, another why not? Another why, but why not? Uh, so, Le'Veon Bell, we've just seen – Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I don't, guys, I don't think I've seen, I've heard a stat more than in like all media than this is the game that Andy Reid ran the most uh, running back runnings ever. Oh my God. I've heard that like 15 times. Okay. We get it. He's running Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think Le'Veon Bell is not going to break up this team as much as people think. I think he's going to come in. They were, they drafted Clyde in the first round. He's going to come in. He's going to be, a, you know, a third down guy. The one thing I am worried about that, though, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire has had terrible red zone efficiency. He hasn't had a single uh, goal line touchdown, and I think that, that they're worried about that. That's just a simple thing that, that even the team like the Chiefs needs, and I think Le'Veon right. Bell can offer that. Uh, so I am worried about Clyde Edwards-Alaire's ceiling, uh, especially. But in PPR, I think he, I'm still pretty comfortable with him as like a mid-RB2. We've talked about two teams and two of my trade targets. I would target Clyde Edwards-Alaire because people are acting like the world is falling for him. I get he's not upside RB1, potentially a top five running back anymore, but running back is so scarce nowadays that if you get someone that's scared about, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he's still Le'Veon Bell. He's still a top three running back in the league talent-wise. It was just the Jets. Get someone to pounce on him. There's a lot of people that say Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell of old, and it was just I messed him up. And I think for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yes, he's been incredibly inefficient in the red zone, but he's had two touchdowns the last two weeks called back on the one against the Bills was non-existent. There was a hold call that the alignment just pancaked his guy on the ground. So I do think he struggled in the red zone, and Le'Veon Bell is going to become the red zone guy, but I think Clyde could also break one off or still get red zone to work a little bit. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think the world is falling with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't think the world is falling, but – this move for me definitely solidifies him as an RB2 moving forward. And I don't see him anywhere near the top, the draft value where you drafted him. I don't see him as a top 10 oh, no. back. I don't see him as a top 12 back. And let me just back. say, did I not tweet that he would not return first round value and then yeah, subsequently but... be asked by you <laughs> guys right, to delete it? Given the situation. Given right now, the situation. is he, right now, is he returning first round value? No, let's no. move on. Uh, <laughs> One interesting thing that I – and a reason why you might want to trade for, for Hilaire is that they're playing the Broncos this week who have this randomly excellent run defense. So, I mean, Mahomes is going to be passing all over them. They're going to be running Daryl Williams, you know, when they're ahead by 40. And he's going to have an off week. I uh, can pretty much – I think so. So, you know what? I, he, he, I might even put him as my dud. That being said, it's, if he does have an off week, it's going to be a great time to buy him. Uh, Mostert. Back on IR, I mean, that 49ers running back carousel just keeps getting more and more exciting. <laughs> so, I guess you're plug- – I mean, Jarek McKinnon's pretty much a must-start, maybe not against the Patriots, but 
he's back in your RB2, like very solid. Uh, Mostert, actually, I kind of want – I think he's a good trade target right now. I think his owners are like, this guy is great, but he's injured all the time. And if they need – you know, I would totally trade – if you're in sitting pretty, I would totally trade McKinnon right now for Mostert. I think he comes back in the end of the league, mm-hmm. has another four-week healthy resurgence where he's like an RB1. And mm-hmm. uh, when the 49 – I think the 49ers will totally figure out the offense. Uh, so he's the most I he's so watching Raheem Mostert run when he's healthy. He's so talented. He just came when he came. People still don't know who he is. He's yeah. He's he doesn't really have a great. You know, it's crazy how many NFL players have just super solid names, just celebrity <laughs> names: Taylor Swift, Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, but you know Raheem Mostert, you know that's a you know kind of like my name, a little bit complicated, oh not not doesn't really roll off the tongue. That's kind of why my NFL career. One one quick sideways. thing on him is so he has a high ankle sprain. Can I, breaking news! Is, breaking news! Update: yeah. Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers have reached a one-year deal. Makes his Bucks debut in Week Nine against the Saints. Wow. Woo. Well, good Mike thing Thomas will be back. I mean, Sanders will be healthy again. That's another thing we should probably talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about Mustard though. Is it's yeah. a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Same thing CMC had. I've seen some people talking about how this is a guy that if you're strapped for positions on your team and you need to go get someone that he's borderline droppable. I don't know if I drop him, but this is something where I think he could be missing anywhere from four to six weeks. Yeah, and he's only gonna be back for a, it's a gamble. If you are going to make playoffs, keep him. If not, I would be pushing him immediately. Yeah. I like that. All right, quick fun little debate. Are the Jets the worst team ever? And here's our two competitors. We have the 2017 Browns. This is the year after they drafted Miles Garrett. We had uh, – what's his name out of Notre Dame who was supposed to be the next coming of Jesus Christ? Uh, he's the quarterback. Yeah, Sean Kaiser. I know he was a high pick and we have of course the 2008 Lions not, not as you know fresh in our memories but a, you know a perfect season team nonetheless I mean but it's so clear the Jets are just fully tanking they have they do not care at all everyone trading everyone away they're just like you know they look at the Dolphins they're like that sounds fun let's do that let's go get uh, the kid from Clemson and uh, just start from scratch. So, worst team ever, worse than 2017 Browns? I'm going to go no on this one. I think they I think they will go 0 and 16, but I do not think they're the worst team ever. Mike, I think I Jared, I you know, I would give their owner and GM credit by saying I think they're holding on to Gase so they tank for Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I don't think I trust the owner and GM. I I'm agreeing with Jared that I Thank you, brother. It could potentially go 0-16, but I don't think I want to label them that. I think it is impressive, though, that the Jets franchise has done what the Browns have done for 20 years, and they've done it in, like, two years, that they've become <laughs> a team that everyone just acknowledges as, like, the worst ever. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so, Joe right, Mixon out. Yeah. Aaron Jones, we'll see. And then uh, let's continue. Let's get into some Thursday Night Football we have a battle of NFC East playoff contenders, the <laughs> Eagles and the Giants. And honestly, we keep having these terrible, terrible Thursday night matchups that turn into these They're amazing fine. games to watch. It's so fun to watch. I mean, the Eagles, it's, I mean, the Eagles are a whole different, I mean, just the worst in their category of just, it's crazy. The amount of moving pieces, amount of injuries happening, consistently for the past, like, three years to the same guys. I mean, Ertz is going IR. Goddard's supposed to come off IR in week 10. We have Rager, the first-round rookie, coming off IR maybe next week. Sanders is out one to two weeks, maybe more. I mean, Deshaun Jackson injured in the game, probably out a few weeks. Did, did Alshon even see the rough. field? No, he didn't I mean, play. it's just wild. I mean, uh, but you – know, I think they need to completely scrap their their skilled players, and I think they're just kicking themselves, knowing that they took Rager to pick before Justin Jefferson, who's just ex- what a terrible, terrible exploded. move. I don't, I don't. I, I mean, people always like try to go to the the slightly lesser conferences 
and, or lesser teams and just be like, you know, this guy just didn't see the LSU team opportunity going out the TCU hidden gem. And it's just like, get the guy who won the championship. Like, he was very good with an it NFL like you should, caliber. You should be in the front office for the Raiders, man. They love them. Clemson and Bama. I love those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to get Carson Wentz and Antonio Brown, but then you got to also go for, you know, your mainstream guys as well. But yeah, what on a the game. Eagles, uh, yeah. I think something to note here is that Carson Wentz takes a lot of shit and deservingly so and sometimes, but his schedule has been tough. His schedule is a breeze moving forward. He's getting all these guys back. He still has been putting up 20 to 30 points a week. I know. This is a it's guy wild. you can target. I don't understand it, but I kind of love it. Uh, the Giants, nothing to talk about there. I wouldn't even add Wayne Gallman this week, especially if uh, Devonta Freeman is playing. I feel like that's going to be a timeshare moving forward. Dude, Daniel Jones was my favorite late-round quarterback this year. And, I mean, obviously with Saquon out, you kind of scrapped that shit. But, like, I mean, this 80-yard run is just – how does he do it? He does this amazing thing, and then he has to just Daniel Jones it somehow. I mean, we've seen enough jokes about that. There's not really any more to be had. Uh, one thing I want to say, though, is no time left. Perfect ball to Boston Scott, five foot eight or something. Right over uh, Peppers, and I mean, what's, yeah. yeah, I think it's Pepper. I mean, that ball was perfect. We give Carson yeah, Wentz so one. much shit. Yeah, I mean, we give Carson Wentz so much shit, and he just comes out, puts up great fantasy days, and wins games, and he's probably going to go to the playoffs. I mean, that's that's probably the guy, the team to win the NFC East. And if they can actually field a healthy offense, I mean, they can they can compete with anybody. Uh, Fulgham's amazing. I-, I love him. I love him as yeah. a as a as a dynasty. Well. Yeah. All right. Not let's really, talk about the waiver week. Yeah, not a big waiver week. Uh, Mikey, you got anything? There's one guy I would look at if you're like every team scrambling for a running back, and it's JD McKissick. If especially if you're in a PPR league, PPR. The reason Washington hasn't really given this backfield to Antonio Gibson, and over the last four weeks, he's averaged six catches for over 40 yards, and I mean, the volume's just going to be there. They're playing the Cowboys. So, I agree. It's not really that big of a wave a week. And McKissick isn't really moving the needle. But as someone in a PPR league, you can put your flex in. Yeah. Not this is the part of the season, you know, we're, we're into week seven where teams are, you know, figuring out their lineups. They're figuring out – we're figuring out which players are going to have which roles on teams. And waivers are going to be more and more thin as we go down. Obviously, injuries will happen. And that'll, that'll shake it up. And bye weeks. But, but in terms of those hidden gems, you know, James Robinson – whoever it may be, those are kind of gone. Uh, so how do you make your team better? Trading. Uh, let's get into some trade targets. I have a lot this week. Uh, do you guys want to just – if you guys want to grab a coffee, um, maybe yeah. you know, go pick up your daughter from basketball, go for it. Um, okay. Jerry Judy. We have a guy who is, people are claiming is the best receiver of all time. We have Drew Locke back. Another team that's it's a just injury shit show. Jerry Judy's going to come back and be a solid high-end wide receiver, three low-end, two for Drew Locke, who is a good quarterback. And again, Noah Fant, same reason, had an incredible start to the season, and I love him going forward. Next, PPR only, James White. Talked about it last week. He's quietly getting eight receptions every week. And if you're in a PPR, that's an excellent floor. I mean, Julian Edelman – Nikhil Harry, not not going to work out. I mean, that defense is really just working hard in New England. And James White's a great uh, safety blanket for Cam. Next, we got J.K. Dobbins. Now, I want to take a look at to the Baltimore carries. And they're going to the bye week. And what is Baltimore saying? They're saying, guys, we've had the, we have one of the best offenses we've seen in recent history last year. And this year, we can't figure it out. Mark Ingram, here's super interesting. Mark Ingram, uh, Lamar Jackson, both have 50 carries on the year, and Gus Edwards has 48, okay? Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards are both averaging 4.5 yards per carry. I mean, they're, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, me and Mike, you know, we kind of look the same. We're both, you know, similar weight, similar height. Um, Yep. 
Same but you know, right, same structure, <laughs> um, you know, same job security. And then we have J.K. Dobbins, 25 carries, but averaging 6.2 yards per carry. And you could say, Noah. That's Jared. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you could say, no, this is just because, you know, they're maybe they're putting him in on third down. They're making him a change of pace back. They drafted this guy, Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. No one's, no one's considering these guys, you know, breakaway running backs. Ingram had an incredible year last year because of the fear of Lamar Jackson that he is not instilling as much this year because he's not throwing as much and he's not throwing as good. I love J.K. Dobbins coming out of the bye. I talked to him at the beginning of the season as a, as a second-half season guy, and I think they're going to lean on him more because they're, they, they can't lean on Lamar's magic anymore because they're tight in games, and they're still a playoff contender. And they're going to get him more involved, and I love uh, J.K. Dobbins. You could probably pick him off some, some waiver wires too. Okay, we're almost done, guys. Not really. Goddard. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you give Goddard. two more, then I'll give mine, and then we'll come okay, back. Okay, fair. Dallas Goddard, I just think once he comes back, is going to be a solid guy, and he's like dirt cheap. And Mike Williams, we've seen Justin Herbert's deep ball is muy bueno. Mike Williams had an incredible week last last week going up for those deep balls, and he kind of is like a big Henry Ruggs, I feel like, where he just needs two, three balls to to make his fantasy day. And I love Justin Herbert going forward and I think Mike Williams is going to create be a solid flex play and going to be better than his value now all right I'll go next Uh, a couple guys coming out bad games are just okay games and one Joe Mixon being hurt talked about him last week as a guy to target especially now with him being hurt for this game Joe Mixon's not really an injury prone guy he he plays most of the games. Last year, he played every game, and he's finally getting involved in the passing game. The offense is moving. So I think now is a time to target Joe Mixon. Robbie Anderson had one of his first bad weeks of the year last week, and I still view Robbie Anderson as a top 15 receiver going forward. And then another guy that we talked about with the Eagles that Noah said he liked, Travis Fulgham. This guy is an absolute baller. And he's still getting targeted, double-digit targets the past three weeks. Well, Deshaun Jackson played. He got hurt, so he's out of the picture again. Alshon Jeffrey's going to come back. I don't see him taking any of Travis Fulgham's work. I really, really love Travis Fulgham going forward. I think he could be a top 25 receiver going forward. And people, they'll just view him as a guy that uh, isn't going to be putting up production once all these receivers come back for the Eagles. But I still love him. Mike? A couple larger names. I guess one larger name, and this actually would be good. Jeez, man. It is. Devontae Adams in that he's he's had a bye. He's been hurt for a week. I think if you own Devontae Adams, you may not actually value him as a top two, three receiver, which he is. I mean, he could come back and over the rest of the year be the wide receiver one, especially with Lazard hurt and, you know, the injuries that they have. So I would look to target Devontae Adams. If you could sell someone that has played really well, you know, out and isn't going to continue. Try to package him two for one, get Devontae Adams. And I, someone that I think is is going to break out and finish the year higher than where he is right now is DJ Moore. And people act like he's had this horrible year. He's wide receiver 22, which I get is not great. It's not where you drafted him. He's on pace for over catches, over 1,200 yards. And the reason why he's been lagging is because of touchdowns. And I think it's going to come – and I think it's going to come big. In fact, I think he's going to score at least once or twice this week against the Saints. Um, I just think DJ Moore is is starting to develop a rapport with Teddy Bridgewater and had 11 targets last week. I just think I, he's going to break out. And I think people are acting like he's been horrible this year. Well, so let me just say, this is really interesting because we have Michael on team DJ Moore and Jared on team Robbie Anderson. So, so quick, Robbie Anderson has had uh, – more targets on the on the year but this past week he had five to dj moore's 11 and uh let's take another dip into the target station where i have some numbers rigged up robbie anderson 39 catches on 52 targets dj moore 27 catches on 48 targets so dj moore about the same in targets just dj moore has been far less efficient and Mm. they're i mean they're pretty similar style receivers i'd say but uh, I think you guys got to put your money where your mouth is, smack it on the wall. I mean, for w- week week seven and beyond, I mean, personally, 
I'm going to go team Michael. I think DJ Moore has the better rest of the season. Michael, can, are you going to pick Robbie Anderson, team Robbie? I'll pick DJ. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jared, excuse me. Um, so oh. the thing is, is that I'm, I, I'm happy that we're even having this conversation, that it's an, even a conversation. It's a yes or no question. Dude, you got – this is that content being for said, sure. I it's will yes. take Robbie Anderson. There you go. Okay. For the show, buddy. <laughs> no, uh, no. Continuing, I, on, my continuing on my list of trade targets, <laughs> I'll just roll through these one. T. Higgins, we've talked about so much. Michael's been loving T. Higgins. I'm fully on board now. He's totally taking that A.J. Green role, and I think he could totally be kind of like an A.J. Green type guy, especially with the – I think he's incredible, incredible buy uh, in Dynasty. I should have traded him for Noah Fant when I had the chance. Uh, Chase Claypool, legit, and Justin Jackson, I think you could buy net low if you need uh, wins now. Eckler's going to be out, quote, later than sooner. Okay. Trade away, same exact guys last week, but now even better value for Kenyon Drake and Le'Veon Bell. Love it. All right, I'm going – I had put Mike Evans before Antonio Brown signed. I would still – I would try and trade away Mike Evans. Oh, my God, as yes. As soon as possible. If you can get someone like a Robbie Anderson, speak of the devil. I like uh, that. I would love that. Uh, and another one, Juju, big name value guy, a guy that was taken in the third round. Of so Sunday weird. Rounds. Really do not like this guy at all, especially with Deontay coming back, <laughs> Claypool coming back. I tried to avoid Juju so much coming here, and he kept falling. I hate Juju. I almost, all my friends I hate Juju. That seemed like a personal attack. I know. He's, it was very personal. He's turning into it's the Zach of, tight, of wide receivers. He had two catches for six yards last quarter. That's really bad. That's, that's a guy that's you want to sell low. All right, I'm going to plug my ears for this next one. La, 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 I'm la, la. Still Can't selling James Robinson. Last week was supposed to be a terrific week. The Jags were supposed to be in the game against the Lions. They got blown out immediately. And so playing from behind, that's exactly what's going to happen in the second half of the year. And I have to thank Adam Gase because all of this talk about the Jets is taken away from the fact that the Jags are probably going one of 15. They do not have a winnable game left on the schedule. <laughs> it you might thought be they were going to Someone like Trevor Lawrence, but I think it's, I think James Robinson is just going to be in so many negative game scripts and people have now valued him as a high end RB two, And he may be that, but I, I just think going forward, he's not going to return that value. All right, sweet. Let's get into some uh, quick bye week analysis. Just real quick. Alexander Madison, do you still keep him on as a handcuff? If you have Dalvin Cook, yes. If not, no. Okay. Guys, we're going to get into my little fun section of the week. I have some questions for you all. And I have a new segment called, Is That Cap? Okay. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Cap as in C-A-P or K-A-E-P? Uh, good question. C-A-P. Oh Brandon Cooks, high-end wide receiver three. Is that cap? No cap. No. That means, yes, he will be a uh, wide receiver three. Who is the here's – a, here's a quiz question, and I'll ask the question after. Name me the top – not counting Dak because he's averaging 371 yards per game before he got injured. <laughs> not counting – the next guy is 307. And then the, it's – so just crazy difference. But who are the top three quarterbacks in yards per game? Passing or total? Passing. So not total, so per game? Per game, passing yards. Uh, it would be Josh Allen, but last week he had like 100 passing yards. It's probably not him. Um, Two are pretty obvious. One's not obvious is the point of them. Is one Kirk Cousins? No, what? Okay. I was like, maybe that's the not obvious. <laughs> really? Two really obvious guys. You got it. Matt Ryan? There no, you go. He... There's one. He's number one. I thought that was a sneaky not obvious one. Uh, uh, Rogers. Had one bit. Nope. John? Come on. What? John. Really obvious. Who's like the best passing offense in the league? Mahomes. Russ. Not Mahomes. Russ. Russ. There you go, Russ. And who is third? So, so Matt Ryan three hundred seven. Russ three hundred. And third, Justin Herbert with two hundred ninety nine yards per game. I love Justin Herbert going for I bought him in Dynasty. I have him in like four leagues. <clears throat> He's been a quiet, like, 
mid QB one and you can probably get him for nothing right now. So that my question is, is Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is an every week starter. Is that cap? No cap. Mm -mm. When you tweeted, you tweeted once Justin Herbert became the starter, you tweeted he's a must add in all 14 team leagues. I think there's something along those lines. And that's the truth. I thought he was going to have better running games because we saw out of Oregon, the dude can hustle. He's, he was he like can. Daniel Jones but running But he hasn't down. needed to. And the best part of it, the defense is terrible. They lost everybody. It's so And Eckler isn't running the ball. So he has exactly. to pass. Exactly. Last question. Robert Tanyan, tight end one rest of season. Is that cap? That's cap. Mm. I'm, no, just tight end after top four is just an absolute whatever. Shame. I like Robert Tanyan going forward. I think he can be tight end eight rest of the season. I don't okay. like him with Devontae back. All right, let's get on to some games, starting with the Panthers and the Saints. We'll go through these real quick. Uh, Michael Thomas, likely out. Emmanuel, well, no, he's not likely out. He is out. Emmanuel Sanders, out. I mean, you got what Alvin Kamara as maybe going to be, you know, 70 PPR points this week <laughs> and Trey gone Smith. Um, sure. Yeah. Not much else there. You, you, I mean, I, we'll go into DFS later, but if either of you guys don't have Alvin Kamara in your team, I'd be very surprised. Do you guys both have him in your team? He's I very expensive. My team. All right. We'll I see. <laughs> and we went to the banters already. Let's keep going. Yep. Jared, what you All got? Right, Browns and Bengals. One, the only thing I really want to talk about is we talked about T. Higgins already. A.J. Green, he finally has a decent game. And I think that's because they've transitioned him from the role that T. Higgins now has, where T. Higgins moving down the field and A.J. Green is he's running these 10-yard 10 10 curl routes, which is definitely what he should be doing. So I think uh, A.J. Green, he could be this, you know, five catches, 50-yard kind of guy going forward. Uh, I still think he's a drop. You don't have to own them if you have other people, but if you're in a deep league, you need some guy that could put up five to eight points. A.J. Green could be that guy. And then on the other side of the ball, the Browns. Uh, this All this says is Kareem Hunt's going to have a massive game against the Bengals. So this guy's probably going to put up at least 20 fantasy points. Absolutely love him. That's about it for there. Sweet. Sweet. Let's get into this one. Oof. We gotta talk about you it. You wanna get into this one? The Cowboys and in, in the Washington football team. No, 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 no. Washington, we don't have to talk about we had to talk about the Cowboys offense because <laughs> this was a shit show last week against the, against a bad a good a defense that I, I, I thought they could take advantage of. I thought this was gonna be more of a shootout. They got absolutely demolished by a mid tier by a mid tier defense. Michael, <laughs> what do you see for these these top two receivers in Zeke going forward? I see definitely see better days ahead for Zeke. I don't think he's going to fumble twice a game. And, I mean, I think just – I think they're going to have to be in closer games. I think their way to win is going to be controlling the clock and feeding Zeke. It's going to be tough, though, because their offensive line is absolutely ravaged with injuries. So, I think Zeke will be fine. Um, Guess how many targets Zeke had this week? He had, like, double-digit targets. Ten targets. Yeah, you so, want this team to be bad for Zeke to do well because he's going to be catching balls. Yeah. But I think on the flip side, if they're doing well, he's running well. Right. Capturing value, running instead of passing. But um, I think Amari Cooper is going to be fine. I, I think CD is going to be fine. Obviously, I'm worried about Gallup. you got to drop in Gallup. Yeah. The I thing just, is, though, about Gallup, though, is like he's, he's – you're talking about wide receiver handcuffs. One of the best wide receiver handcuffs there is. I think so he's going to be traded. That's, that would be so interesting. He should I – mean, if they don't trade him – because you could maybe get a second-round pick for him. He's got one more year in his contract. You can't get a second-round pick for Gallup. Use, use a chance. I think the Patriots if, would give him – If like Muhammad Sanu got a second-round pick last year, you can get a second-round pick for Michael Gallup. That's a great comparison. I Thank you. That is good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm worried about the Cowboys, pass catchers, and I'm worried about Zeke. I mean, Zeke's floor is, is down just because of the offense. He's not going to be able to get you know his three-touchdown game anymore. But, yeah, moving on to Packers and Texans. Um, I think it says in the doc here, congratulate Noah on predicting Brandon Cooks. So, if you guys want to just do that real quick. we can. Do you write that in? 
yourself? Uh, no, I think someone else probably wrote that in. Uh, I don't think I did. Did, did you write? It must have been Kieran. It must have been Kieran. Um, Thank you, Kieran. Appreciate it. Let's hop back into the target station. <laughs> Let's look oh, at this is one of my favorites of the week. Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, who has more receptions and who has more targets? This week or going forward? No, the total is on the season. Oh, um. Uh, well, Will Fuller missed a game. Cooks, and for both, I'd say. Yeah. Will Fuller is 28 for 40, and Brandon Cooks is 27 for 40. Okay. Wow. These guys are neck and neck. And everywhere I see, we have Will Fuller ranked 10, 15 ranks above uh, Will Fuller the rest of the season. Yes, I would rather have Will Fuller rest of the season. He's been doing amazing. But Brandon Cooks, I think it's still a buy low somehow. I mean, he's had he, – over the last two weeks, he's first in receptions in the league. And, I mean, that's going to obviously go down. But it's still Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson. I mean, we saw Brandon Cooks on the Rams where he was, like, in a three-wide receiver set and he was successful. We saw – you know, this is – Deshaun Watson, a very powerful passer in, like – I think he's going to be a solid wide receiver, too, by the end of the season. Ooh. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. Get, moving on. Uh, Packers Sorry. crumbled against the uh, Buccaneers. I think that – throw it away. It's a throwaway game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're starting your Packers. I also like Ro- Robert Tanyan this week uh, if you need him. Robert Tanyan yeah. or Jared Cooks this week? That's – I'm asking Tanyan. for a friend. Jared oh, Cooks going to be a bust this week. Wow. Bold. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Aaron Jones, game time decision. If he doesn't play, Jamal Williams. AJ uh, Dillon, deep league. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to start I, him, start him. Uh, again, and we need it. We don't talk enough about AJ Dillon's quads. They're impactful. Yeah. It's almost to the point where we should have been Darwin Thompson level talking about AJ Dillon. <laughs> They have about the same fantasy. Though. Lions versus the Falcons, the highest over under the week. I mean, are you? Is this Marvin? We thought Marvin Jones week might be last no. week. Is this Marvin Jones week? Is there no. ever going to be a Marvin Jones he's, week? He's the T. Y. Hilton of the Lions. Whoa! Okay. Thank if you. There is ever a Marvin Jones week. It has to be this week. <laughs> it has to. I just wouldn't. Speaking of T. Y. Hilton, I just traded T. Y. Hilton and the Rams you defense. Traded T. Y. Hilton. And the Rams defense two weeks ago for Justin Herbert. And now I'm sitting pretty like this. Love it. Okay. After losing Dak, but yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about this matchup. The battle of the only the only battle of unbeatens left. And I said that very horribly, but Seahawks are still undefeated. I'm just saying that it's the only battle. Of we get week. it. You did a great job. I have had a very piss poor secondary this year. It's been very disappointing. Of the Steelers' weapons, this is the first week that they're all healthy. Obviously, we don't like Juju Smith-Schuster, but does Deontay have a better week than Chase Claypool? No. I'd rather Claypool, have Claypool right now. I'd rather have Claypool go, like, going forward. I mean, I think he's a, these guys are putting up numbers and everyone's like, oh, you know, that's a sell or, we, you know, you can't expect that production going forward. I mean, Claypool, I don't think he'll have another four-touchdown game again, but Claypool – it's so weird. I think I'd rather have him than both of them. Yeah. I think That's Deontay and Claypool are pretty close. I like Deontay and DFS like, this week. Claypool got traded for Gaskin. <laughs> and uh, just That's like maybe value. give you – I'd much. I'd rather have Gaskin for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just, just that's just a running back. That's a right. you know, bad value comparison. But the Titans, I mean, geez. Ryan Tannehill, as soon as he's freed from – I mean – Start him this week. Tannehill or uh, Josh Allen? Josh That's a bad Allen. one. Tannehill or Stafford? Tannehill. Stafford. Over Stafford versus the Falcons? Stafford. Dude, I'll smack that on. That's a smacking that on I the wall. I got to get closer to the wall so you have a nice smack sound. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know about that one, buddy. I mean, but, look what Stafford did against the Jags last week. No yeah, but that's just because Stafford, they kept falling down to the one-yard line. That was just exactly. – just, just, They were on the ball anomaly. the goal line. Statistical anomaly. Or a one-yard touch to TJ Hawkinson. That was, that was tough to say. That's still a pass. Did you know that? If you pass yeah, to TJ Hawkinson, yeah. it counts as – My point is he didn't have that good of a week. <laughs> that's true. Anybody talking In terms of fantasy. Seahawks, Cardinals, another game I think that could just be, you know, 70 points put up. 
I mean, Kane Drake had his crazy big game, just but it was that really that one what seventy yard, sixty three yard touchdown run at the yeah. end of the game. Uh, I think it's a great sell. I've really been trying to sell him in my dynasty league. Uh, and then the Seahawks. No, nah, I mean good you know players what, you there know what to do there. Yeah. One thing is Tyler Lockett has had put up some bad weeks in a row. That's definitely a guy you can target. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Definitely a guy that Russell Wilson should target. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs and Broncos. I mean, this is the, the dumpster bowl of the week, the toilet bowl. Uh, two absolutely terrible teams. Exactly. Don't know who's going to win. Uh, Dude, actually, I don't know. The Chiefs are pretty bad against people in their division. So maybe just chill a little bit. Uh, one, one thing I want to bring up, uh, we saw Philip Lindsay who had full control of the backfield. Melvin yes. Gordon's coming back this week, but – there's rumors he's going to be suspended two to three games. Uh, if they're both playing, I don't think you can start Philip Lindsay. Uh, and you can start Melvin Gordon probably. But yeah. you, if you have Philip Lindsay, hold on to him. He's one of the probably the highest ranked handcuffs right now, especially with Melvin Gordon probably going to be gone for a couple weeks. Like it. Sure. Anything else you want there? <laughs> I'm waiting on you to talk about your Jags, buddy. Next one. And this one, I'm doing this for Kieran. Do you all know where Justin Jackson went to college? Um, UCLA? That's Joshua Kelly, bro. I know, but I was just – I thought it would be a fun double-double. Northwestern University. And I, I will say my sister also went to Northwestern University and was in the same class as Justin Jackson. See a nice guy. Said that Justin Jackson – was a very nice human being as well. So well, he's I a think socialist. Justin Jackson versus Joshua Kelly, who is nicer? And oh my God, I, that's a tough one. Fantasy, it's got to be. It's got to be Justin Jackson. Mm-hmm. Justin Jackson or jo- I mean, who do you want to date your 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 sister? I mean, I gotta go with Justin Jackson. He's just got a good head on his shoulders. I mean, we'll see what Kieran has to say about this. I'm sure he's gonna be livid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh my God, I love Justin Herbert. By the way. Yeah, and Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. And Justin pretty Jackson. Good. Here's a fun. Uh, here's a fun one, and, and we'll just see how big of a Jags fan Mike is right now. I have another. Let's talk into the tar- Target Station. Is Target Station good? I cut. Yeah, open. Is it? All right, we'll we'll work on. It. Maybe it's, it's Target. Local uh, target. My lo- local. I mean, that's target a little bit time. misleading. All right. So we had Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole's huge game this week. Uh, right after I swindled uh, some guy for Patriots defense for him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Sorry. All I got to say is Jared about three weeks back said Keelan was absolutely terrible at football. And he's he been is. better than more this season. But why Super 21? If you started him every week, you've, re- you've returned value. I'm not yeah. who it is, but that's who he's been. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. But here, but this is the thing. This is one of those guys where you, you, you keep saying, no way that lasts. Every week, no way that lasts. No way that lasts. And then it just kind of keeps happening. And this is what, the example I always think of is Nelson Aguilar, like three years ago in the Eagles. I remember checking every one of my waiver wire, and he was the wide receiver 16, and he was available everywhere. I mean, we have like, he's like 20 something, but like he should be, he should be on, in all leagues rostered because that's just a great depth piece. But here's the target analysis. All right, Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chanel, DJ Chark. Okay, rank those three in receptions on the year. Cole. Just, Cole. just bang it out. Let's hear it. Just like, what, what? It doesn't matter. Cole. I'm going to go Cole, LaVisca, Chark. That's just, what I that's just correct. Said. All right, well, you didn't say it fast enough and hard enough. That's correct. He, to bumble his way through. My mic must have not come through. It doesn't matter. Hear me? Cole, it doesn't matter. Cole is 27 receptions. LaVisca, 26, and DJ Chark, 25. That's just a fun little, fun little thing. I Point mean, Gardner Minshew throws the ball 50 times a game because they suck so yeah. much. Yeah. And then here's targets, which is also fun. Keelan Cole, 38. LaVisca, 36. Chark, 35. Point being, Chark's the guy going forward. But these guys are all – viable you know flex plays when you need them depth pieces uh i think lavisca and shark uh will kind of trade off in big games i think lavisca actually has a few big games coming up towards the end of the season and keelan cole i don't think you see i don't see him going over 100 again but i think he's a great uh flex play mike thoughts on your team i'd go shark one LaVisca Chenault, too, and it's, it's not that it's that close, but it's a lot closer between them than it is. I think yeah, 2A, 2B. Yeah, for sure. 
Just shit on right. James Robinson some more. Yeah, he's he, he's he's amazing. 49ers <laughs> versus the Patriots. I mean, what a weird game this is. I mean, you have this game last year. It. You're quite excited. This year, it's pretty awkward. Pretty awkward game here. Uh, Niners, the defense looked great. I mean, the offense, you're playing Kittle. You're not playing Debo this week. I mean, honestly, you might not even want to play Kittle. I feel like the Patriots are just going to shut him down. I mean, if you have Kittle and, like, they're going to give him the ball or Hawkinson, I don't think I'm – or, like, you know, Hunter Henry maybe. Uh, well, the Patriots just shut down your best player. That's what they do every week. Kyle Shanahan getting the ball to his what? tight end. I trust Kyle Shanahan getting the ball to his tight end in any way possible. We'll see. Not much to go through there. James White, decent start. Cam Newton, not a good start this week at all. Yeah. All right, Bucks Raiders, best game of the week. Got moved from Sunday night football to afternoon football because the Raiders O-line is all currently on the COVID list. Trent Brown, thanks for being an idiot, not wearing a mask. Uh, but it looks like the other four starting linemen are going to be back by Sunday if no more positive tests come out. Uh, but it's going to be a tough matchup for the Raiders offense. I wouldn't want to start anybody except for Darren Waller. And then on the, the Bucks side, Leonard Fournette, he's going to be playing this week. Antonio Brown's not going to be in this week. You're probably good starting both receivers and Godwin and Mike Evans. And I feel like even with Fournette back, Ronald Jones against the Raiders, how, how does that not sound juicy to y'all? I love that. Very juicy matchup. Juicy. Mm, yummy. Shout out, Trishan. <laughs> cool. And a night to round the week off, Bears-Rams. I hope the Bears just absolutely plow the Rams for, you know, Jacksonville Jaguar reasons. But I think this could actually be an interesting game. It's the Bears, they have a very good record, and some people think they may be a fraud. I think this is a good opportunity for them to play a team, you know, sort of to their level and a team that tried to play like them and that, you know, they want to win on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, I'm going to start with the Rams. Tyler Higby has been an extreme disappointment this year. And, and it's not that it was unexpected. It's just I, I, I hoped or I was willing to take the risk on Higby having the workload that he got at the end of the year last year. The problem is they're all healthy. Josh Reynolds has been involved. And Gerald Everett mainly has been involved with the tight end position. So, you know, Tyler Higby, I think, could be someone you cut, certainly in a 10 maybe even a 12, maybe he's a hold in a 14-team league just to see if there's injuries happen. But he's someone I don't necessarily want to be counting on. Quick trip to the target station. (laughs) Who's leading the league in red zone targets? Allen Robinson. I feel like it's on the Bears and Rams. It's Jimmy Graham. And you know who's tied with him? Here's a fun one. Mike Gesicki. Ooh. Wild. <laughs> What's TJ Hawkinson at? Not number one. Let's one get into – One more thing I want to say on yeah. this matchup. Cam Akers, at the end of two weeks ago, rips off this, like, 50-yard run. He ended up with, like, six carries for 60-something yards. And Sean McVay after the game's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get him more involved next week. He's going to be a, have a big role against the 49ers. He played one snap. One more snap than us combined last week. And so I is turning into – I mean, you, you can drop him. Trust what a coach says, anyways. But it's looking more clear that it's going to take a Daryl Henderson injury for Cam Akers to be to have value at all. And I think if Daryl Henderson gets hurt, that Cam Akers is going to be a very good running back. The problem is you can't just wait on that this time of year. So, you know, Daryl Henderson is someone I think you can be confident starting. He could have a bad game here and there, but I mean, they've clearly committed to getting him touches. Solid analysis. Love. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. Let's get into last week's Dude of the Week. I had James White, specifically only in PPR. And I don't know who wrote half PPR because I said it was only it was 15.3 PPR. Can we just talk about the cop-out of the week? What's that? What's that? That's Mr. Kieran Day picking Justin Jefferson again <laughs> for Dude of the Week. I mean, yeah. Justin Jefferson is like – And a, it was a ten, bad I, You know what? I'm going to defend Kieran and say that what's worse Worse than that is all three of y'all not picking him in your DFS lineup. I mean, are you kidding me? He's going against the Falcons. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't remember even putting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, 
I, I do yeah. got to say, though, Mike Cole Beasley scored as much as your Kenny Galladay against the Jazz. <laughs> I was banking on two touchdowns. He didn't score. So he should have. He should have. And then Kieran had uh, – I mean, you got to give him credit, though. If, if Justin, you, can pick just, you can pick Justin Jefferson if he puts up that line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dot of the I'll week, I had DJ Moore, five for nine. That's like me picking a, DK Metcalf last week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, except you didn't hit, and he did. Uh, he Michael five. said – he said Woods or Cup, I guess they both were pretty bad. I mean, Woods had the lucky t- touchdown. Jared had Gurley. And then Kieran, another one, which I didn't think was a, was an, should have been allowed as a dud, for, which was <laughs> Philip Lindsay. He actually had a great game, 100 yards, almost 100 yards rushing. Let's get into this week. My dude of the week, I've been talking about him all show, Justin Herbert. I like the dude of the weeks this week. Honestly, I really like Jared's. He's about to say, but DJ Moore for me, I'm doubling down, putting money where my mouth is. He's going to break out and have a touchdown at some point. This is the week. Ooh. Okay. All right. I I'm love, going. I love that energy. Michael's guy, Tyler Boyd. Really Thank like you. him against the, the Titans. Porous secondary. Porous. And then Kieran. I do like Kieran's this week. It's Gio Bernard. I think anytime Joe Mixon's not playing, Gio Bernard is a top 20 back. Plug and chug. I think that Bengals Browns game is going to be very interesting this week. A lot of points. All right, yeah, of the I week. like him. The other well, week, I got it. Antonio Brown. I think he just doesn't have a good week. He probably doesn't even see the field. I'm just kidding. I got. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you guys go ahead. I've, <laughs> I'm going big. Derrick Henry, fresh off his monster line last week. You can wow. This is more of a DFS fade than you know benching him. You're obviously not benching him. Keep him in your lineup. But it's the Steelers. They may have to throw more than they usually do. I don't think he puts up as big of a line. Here, here's Derrick Henry's stat line of the week. Like, 15 for 45, three touchdowns. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, I'm going Juju. I, I honestly view Juju as uh, – like I'd rather If he gets him, under six have... yards, then it'll count as a dud. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I view Juju as like, you know – very mid-tier, bottom of mid-tier receiver at this point. I will say that. Yeah, so does everybody. I will say that. To Jared's defense, potentially, he has decreased in every game. So we could see a one for four this yeah. week. Dude, one – or five for four or something like that. I mean, that's where they're throwing yeah. in the ball. All right, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. And I, I, I don't – I'm not – I don't feel great about this one, but Kenyon Drake. I mean, I think that the Cardinals are going to be trailing all game. They're going to be – tossing it up to uh, the best receiver in the league and also DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, but, uh, funny, fun jokes. Uh, and uh, yes, I am best receiver in the league. And uh, yeah, I don't think Kenyon, I think Kenyon Drake might see a, he's probably gonna have a 15 for, for 45 and one, I'd say, but. I don't and Kieran's picking Josh Jacobs. Against the Interesting. All right, let's get into it. Michael, I I got this. Uh, we just gotta. Oh, you do. Yeah, just just let me take this one. I got it. Just just sit back, okay? All right. You I'm know we've I'm seen. I'm curious, real quick. We've gone through we've gone through two years where things are close, and oh, who's gonna win this? Could take over the standings. Michael is dominating DFS this year. He's twelve and three. Kieran's eight and seven. Jared's six and nine, and I am doing very bad at four and eleven. And, you know, the real question that everyone wants to know is, will Michael have more losses than I have wins? You know, that's really the real competition, right? I'm winning right now. I have, <laughs> I have four wins to Michael's three losses. Or should it, you know, that's complicated. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, let's get into, the, into your lineups. Uh, Mike, who you got? Tyler, Alvin Kamara, plug-and-play Mike Davis, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, LaVisca Schnall, Hunter Henry – Gio Bernard in the Bucks team. I'm honestly very curious to see how many similarities we have, and I can already tell it's going to be a lot. All right, I got Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Justin Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, Hunter Henry, Gio Bernard, and the Packers defense. All right, I got Kyler, Giovanni Bernard, Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Dan Arnold, Justin Jackson, and the Washington football team defense. Where did you save your money? I guess Dan Arnold. See, I was Dan contemplating Arnold. C.D. or uh, Tyreek. 
well it's it's in it's in the it's in the cloud you can't change it now right. and with that and with that we're gonna end things and uh and uh yeah thanks for tuning in to guys being dudes fantasy football uh if you're in uh belgium i hope you have a wonderful belgian beer tonight and uh kiss your belgian wife or belgian husband uh, there's many different types of uh but but all belgians are married is the key yes <laughs> uh thank you so much for tuning in this has been guys being dudes fantasy football we will see you next time and we are out what's better than this guys being dudes 